0: Welcome to episode 333 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, biohacker, author of What, When, Why, and creator of the supplement line Avalon X. And I'm here with my co-host, Vanessa Spina, sports nutrition specialist, author of Keto Essentials, and creator of the Tone Breath Ketone Analyzer and Tone Lux Red Light Therapy Panels. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and ketogenicgirl.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this show do not constitute medical advice or treatment. To be featured on the show, email us your questions to questions at ifpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. So pour yourself a mug of black coffee, a cup of tea, or even a glass of wine, if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends, we are so honored to be sponsored in part today by NutriSense. You guys hear us talk about continuous glucose monitors, aka CGMs, all the time on this show. And in particular, we love Nutrisense, and here is why. Nutrisense not only provides a 24-7 moving picture of your glucose values, they also offer a unique opportunity for self-discovery. So imagine this, you have a meal, and then you notice a spike in your glucose levels. So you think, hmm, that didn't go well, but here's the magic. Tomorrow, you can make a simple change. You can swap whatever you were eating for something else, Now you have real-time data to evaluate the impact. Maybe instead of that fruit, you have some vegetables. Maybe instead of that oatmeal, you have some yogurt. Maybe instead of that steak, you have some fruit. The continuous feedback loop that you can get with a Nutrisense CGM empowers you to make quick, informed iterations with your meals. Maybe the change results in a completely normal glucose level, or maybe it's still a little bit high, but significantly better. Armed with this knowledge, you can refine your choices further, rapidly steering your glucose values back to the normal range. Without a continuous glucose monitor, honestly, you're just guessing and assuming that what you're doing is working. And when you go test your blood sugar levels at the doctor, that's just a snapshot of that one moment in time. It's not telling you what actually was happening throughout the day all the time. What makes NutriSense truly transformative is its ability to create lasting habits and intrinsic motivation. So instead of relying on generic advice from professionals or online sources, Or us, you have personalized real time data from your own body. When you see the direct impact of your choices, it will resonate on a whole new level. This newfound awareness becomes the driving force, making it easier than ever to stay motivated and committed to your health journey. I promise you, friends, it's like Opening your eyes to the secret to lasting change because it gives you this empowering knowledge that you just didn't have before. So, if you're looking to take charge of your health, gain real insights into your body, and make sustainable positive changes, Nutrisense is your ultimate partner. Join them and us on this journey of discovery and unlock your full health potential. Get started today at nutrisense.com if podcast and receive a thirty dollars discount off of your first month, which includes two CGM sensors, free shipping and professional nutritionist support. That's NutriSense.com slash IF podcast for a $30 discount off your first month with two CGM sensors, free shipping and professional nutritionist support, which by the way, I get a lot of feedback on just how helpful that nutritionist support is. It's so easy. You can talk to them in real time in the app and they can really help you make sense of all the data that you receive from your continuous glucose monitor. Nutrisense.com slash podcast, And I am just so grateful to Nutrisense for helping support today's show.
1: New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% 20 off their first order, beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show.
0: Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 333. Oh, such a cool number of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, Palindromes. I'm Melanie Avalon. I'm here with Vanessa Spina. How are you, Vanessa?
1: I love the number. It's so in alignment. Three, three, three. So, yeah, feeling good about that. And three is one of my lucky numbers. So, it bodes well for the episode.
0: That's wonderful. And okay, I know we literally just had a conversation about the tangents we go on, but I just have to ask you something really quickly related because every single night now I go in this rabbit hole, wormhole of something related sort of to numbers sometimes. Are you familiar with the Mandela effect? Yes. It's haunting me. Do any of them land with you?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I've I've heard them talked about a lot on podcasts too. Like the Shazam movie.
0: You Do you remember that
1: movie? Yep. I remember it was called Shazam and Sinbad, not Sinbad was in it. The other guy was in it.
0: I think it's Sinbad.
1: There was someone in it, and then when you look it up now, it's, like, a totally different movie. Like, it's been, like, purged from our collective,
0: like, media memory. You remember the movie? Yeah. See, mind blown. The one that got me most recently was the rearview mirrors saying objects and mirror fill in the blank closer than they appear. And then what is in the blank? Maybe closer than they appear? I mean, that's what I thought, and that's what I thought it was. Objects in mirror may be closer than they appear, and that's what my mom said and my sister. And I, I pulled my audience, and like hundreds of people answered, and half said it was that, but it's not. It's objects in mirror are closer than they appear. I went and looked at all the cars in the parking lot, and that's what they say.
1: I remember it from like there was like this in Jurassic Park. There's like a a shot in the movie where you know he's looking in the rearview mirror, and they zoom in on the text. And it always like stayed with me, but I thought, yeah, I thought that's what it was. It's, it's, it's funny how, yeah, I wonder how much of that is that effect and how much of it is just like, I don't know, just not remembering it properly, or your brain filling in a pattern or something.
0: Some of the really weird ones though, like the fruit of the loom. Do you remember that one? Yes. I mean, if you go down the Reddit rabbit holes there are so many people that remember learning what a cornucopia is because they like looked at that picture. So why would thousands or millions of people have stories about learning what a cornucopia is by looking at the fruit of the loom thing if there's no cornucopia? That doesn't make sense. I think it has to do with reality changing. I'm not kidding. Now I've lost half the audience, but I'm serious.
1: I kind of think it has to do with that. And I, I just don't like stress about it too much. <laughs> like, I'm like, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, maybe we're in the matrix. There's a glitch in the matrix. Like, I don't know. I, I just can't like, I can't focus on it too much or like I won't get anything done. So
0: it's, it's great. Or Chick-fil-A. I definitely spelled that C-H-I-C. And my mom said she worked at Chick-fil-A in college and even she thought it was something different. That's funny. So, I don't know, listeners. I want to do a podcast on this. I got to find some Mandela effects, like, person.
1: Yeah, you totally should explore it.
0: I could talk about this for hours, so. Yeah. I'm going to lose people here. I do think it might be, like, either, like, parallel realities interacting or, like, some, like, blip or, like, black hole or... I think it could be something with reality. There's so many possibilities. Like, if this is a simulation
1: or, like, not or what's going on, but, like... You know, I spend so much time wondering, like, you know, these deep questions, these existential questions, and then I'm like, well, we're never really going to know, so (laughs) I may as well just get
0: on with my life. That's funny.
1: There's only so much, like, speculating you can do until you realize, like, well, you're never going to know either way anyway.
0: I just like thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't bother me, but when people, like, you think there could be something going on, but you're like, it's fine. Like some people are like, oh, that's not happening. I mean, it might not be happening, but I don't know. I like thinking about it. I like pondering the possibilities of reality. Same.
1: Yeah, same. I I think it it's like there's these questions that haunt you and they kind of like come up, bubble up like every day or every week. And you're like, yep, still don't know the answer. <laughs> but it is fun to just, yeah, contemplate what could be. I think. Also like we've both talked about how we love Star Trek and like you know just sci-fi stuff and so it's it's definitely like there's a lot to to ponder of what you
0: know all those infinite possibilities and what could be well actually related to that I think it's interesting that we like we just accept reality the way it is but there are how do i say this we really judge some concepts of reality as, oh, that can never happen. But then some things we just accept, like the idea that red light and near-infrared light, like this invisible stuff, or like near-infrared, it's invisible and it is energy and it like goes into our body from this device and does things. But we don't think that's weird. But if that didn't exist, we'd be like, oh, that's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Yes. Well, on that note, is there anything new in your world, in, the, in your world, in this reality right now?
1: Yes, I've been so excited because some of you who are listening may know that I created a tone device, which is a breath ketone analyzer, and it's kind of a huge passion of mine because I wanted to find a way that people could get biofeedback you know on their level of fat burning or how deeply they are in ketosis, especially if we're doing intermittent fasting or extended fasting just to get some feedback that like what you're doing is augmenting your level of ketosis or you know deepening your level of fat burning and i love biofeedback like i'm sure many of you listeners love biofeedback it's like if you're running on a treadmill or exercise machine like you want to have the feedback of like how long you've been on it and you know how many calories you're burning and your heart rate and all that just like adds to the experience so i love data and the first generation of the tone, you know, has been amazing, but I really wanted to create the second generation. I've been working on it for almost two years, about a year and a half of iterations of new devices. And it's such a long process because every time you kind of go back to the drawing board with notes and then you test the new version and then you recalibrate something. So we've changed a number of things. But the thing that I wanted to do with it based on feedback from people who are using the tone and love it is that a lot of us who are doing like daily intermittent fasting, we're not getting into like 2.0 to 4, you know, like super deep ketosis. It's more like you could fast from, you know, say dinner the night before, like, to dinner the next day, a 24-hour fast. You will get into ketosis for sure. But the first generation was really, really accurate the more deeply you were in ketosis because you get more ketones. So the level of acetone would be higher and therefore easier to measure. And with breath, it's very difficult because with the blood, you're measuring millimolar units, with the, you know, which is like in the units of a thousand, right? When you're measuring breath acetone, it's these tiny, 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 tiny particles in parts per million. So it's much easier to measure it when the concentration is higher. Anyway, we have a new airway mold. We have a new program. We have all these new features. And the device is so sensitive. It's amazing. I've been b- testing the latest version of it, which is the final version. I've decided because it's working so well. It's performing so well. And it's making me so excited because, you know, it's picking up ketones of like 0.1, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4, 0.5, you know, like really small ketones. But some of us, you know, in a day we'll get to like, say if I fast from dinner to dinner, I usually get to like 0.8 to 1 millimolar. And with the new second generation tone, you can see that. So you can see... If you test in the morning, you test in the early afternoon, you test before dinner, you can see your ketones going up. And with the the tone, you know, you invest in one device, you don't have to buy all of those expensive, wasteful test strips, you don't have to puncture your skin, <laughs> you don't have to, you know, do any of the the rigmarole that goes along with that. And you can just test an unlimited amount of times. And you just have one device like it. So I always wanted to create something cost effective that would give people that biofeedback. I always found blood testing for ketosis was expensive and cost prohibitive. Like most people at the most are going to test their ketones once a day, right? Because if it's like a dollar or two per strip and the costs have come down a little bit, they used to be like even four or $5, you know, they've definitely come down, but this is just so much more convenient. Like if you're wanting to test your blood you know, and you're at someone's house, you're at a restaurant, like you're going to go, you have to go in the bathroom, right? Like you're not going to like pull out your ketone strips in front of like other people, and you know, your friends or family or whatever. But with the tone, like you can just breathe into it. So like you can do it anywhere. And it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. So I'm super, super excited for the second generation. And I think it'll be out in a couple of months from now. And like, it just gets me, like, it just gives me goosebumps. It gets me so excited because the accuracy is so high and it's just very difficult to achieve this, but we're finally there and I couldn't be more excited about it. It's really, really fun to use and just so valuable, especially for people like us who do time-restricted eating You know, and then if you do a longer fast, like a thirty-six hour, or seventy-two hour, four or five day fast, like you also get that feedback. But just in the intraday fasting, like a lot of us do in this community, it can be a valuable tool for that. So, yeah, super, super excited.
0: I am so excited for you, and okay, I can't wait till you're on my other show because I feel like I'm going to ask you so many questions. Get ready. (laughs) So, when you're developing this. Like the technology, who are you working with to develop it?
1: Yeah, I have a, I have a factory and I have an institute that studies acetone. So it's kind of a collaboration between all of us together. But because there's like engineering that goes into the program and the program is directing the sensor. So there's the technology inside the device, you know, the sensor and then the programming that goes with it. And then there's the actual like mold, which we manage to change but one of the big challenges with it with the first version is it only has a 20 second warm-up so in 20 seconds the device has to warm up calibrate and warm up the sensor and it's a big challenge and we really had to push it and just invest a lot in the new devices to make them able to warm up and do all of that in just 20 seconds because it, it's quite fast like the usually you'll see like at least 60 seconds is like i think the closest other device in terms of the warm up and calibration unless there's something new out there that i don't know about but you know it's a very fast calibration so yeah it it takes a lot of different components and just the trial and error is just so time consuming cuz like i can't tell you how many devices like i would test i'd be like no <laughs> it was working until this and then then it's, you know, not as accurate here. And so, you know, figuring out, well, what's the next step? Do we do a new airway? Like, do we do a new sensor? Do we do, you know, it's just a lot of like coordination of different things. So, but yeah, it's, it's the most fun thing I've ever worked on by far. So it's definitely a joy, like, even though it it takes, it's very time consuming.
0: That's amazing. And it's going to be, it's just going to be so helpful for people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think it's going
1: to be very motivational for people. And that's really what I want is so, you know, for someone who's like either been doing fasting for a long time or they're just starting out, you know, and they're like blowing into it and seeing like every few hours, like the numbers are going up. Like that's, that's super motivational. I think people would be able to do that with the blood, but it's like, it's just so expensive and painful to test like three, four times a day. Right. So this, I think, can be a motivational tool for people where they're like, oh, maybe I'll I'll do another hour <laughs> and see, like, how high my ketones go or, you know, just to motivate people to, to practice time-restricted eating. And then my favorite part about it is trying different patterns and trying different things. Like I was telling you when one of my listeners did the ice bath and their ketones doubled the next day and then I did it too and mine doubled, you know, so... There's really interesting dynamics, right? Because like sometimes you can have really high blood ketones and then do a workout and then you test again and they've dropped to like zero. But if you test your breath, they don't go down because you are using those ketones, mm-hmm. such a high uptake of them that you won't see them anymore in your blood, but you'll still see it on the breath. So it's a, it's a really cool tool. I think that that'll also be motivational for people. And that's what a lot of, you know, feedback that I get is like, it it helps keep me on track helps, you know, and, and that's like how I discovered that like, Oh, breakfast and dinner really works well for me, especially when I'm traveling or staying at like a resort or something. And I don't want to go off the rails, but I could see that having a super early breakfast and fasting until dinner is like nine, 10 hours. that, got me really high ketones too. Doing a fasted workout really drives my breath ketones up. Whereas on the blood, you wouldn't see it as much. So it's, I think it's um, definitely like a great tool for experimenting and like trying all kinds of different things, like higher protein, lower protein, higher carb, lower carb. Like, well, you're not really supposed to use carbs with it, <laughs> no, but because carbs produce a lot of CO2 and also breath gases when people eat carbs and then the, the gut bacteria ferment the carbs. Like we produce like methane and all the CO2 and all kinds of breath gases that like really mess with the sensor. So.
0: Oh, wait, wait, that's interesting. So, so if people are okay, like me, like I eat a really high carb diet at night. So you, you
1: could use it in the morning when you wake up and all throughout the day until right before you have your first meal. But you don't want to do it after you eat because then you're going to conflate. The numbers will be conflated with the breath gases like the CO2 and the methane. And you never want to use it after brushing your teeth or having alcohol. So if you have wine, you'll see the numbers will go through the roof because the alcohol has a similar molecular shape to, to uh, acetone ethanol does. So yeah, there's a few like things that you can't do with, but people who do high, high carb and do time restricted eating or intermittent fasting can use the tone as long as they're only testing in the fasted state or at least say you have breakfast and lunch, then you could wait four or five hours and you could test when you go back in the fasted state. But that's why it's a, it's a tool that people can use. But if you are doing carbs above 20 grams, then not not after you eat. Cause then, yeah, I had one person who was blowing like these crazy numbers and I was like, what are you eating? And she's like, I'm eating like the, you know, kind of like low carb with all this cabbage. And I looked it up and there's this sugar in cabbage and some vegetables.
0: called. Do you know what it is? Raffinose. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. And it makes you
1: blow like crazy amounts, high uh, like what the tone thinks is acetone, so it would blow like 60, 70 So that that like some carbs just have certain sugars in them, or or it's just the the fermentation process, like in the gut, that's that's causing that, or it's the CO two, because that's what you know. I think there's like a lumen. It's mostly measuring the CO two on the breath, and that's because carbs produce the most CO two, whereas fat doesn't
0: wow yeah i've I've seen anecdotally i don 't remember who was talking about it at some point. I saw something about somebody getting pulled over and testing positive on breath analyzers for alcohol when it was really being in ketosis
1: yes, it's totally happened to people, but yeah, if you do a blood alcohol test you know you you'll be fine, you can prove it, but if you blow into a a breath alcohol meter and you're in deep ketosis, it'll, it'll like <laughs> set it off for sure.
0: It's also interesting. I remember it was, I think when Dom Diagostino was on like Peter T or something. And that's when I first learned what you mentioned earlier about how the breath acetone, does it always, or typically comes from burned fat? Yeah, it comes directly from your fat.
1: So Your body, when it goes into ketosis, it creates ketones, as you know, in the liver and it creates beta-hydroxybutyrate and acetoacetate, which are sort of interchangeable forms, but one spontaneously will like turn into the other depending on like if it's needed. Because BHB is like more of the storage form, as you know. Acetoacetate is more the like ready to use form. So it can convert, it can interconvert between those two forms. But as it, interconverts and it turns into acetoacetate, about 15 to 20% of that ketone turns into acetone and it's small enough that it'll diffuse through the airways. So it's really amazing because like I was saying, if you if you had high ketones and then you did a workout and then your body used those ketones and your muscles use those ketones and your brain uses ketones, then when you test, you're not going to see much left over in the blood. But you're always going to have that proxy. And those molecules of acetone are coming from your fat. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. And one of my favorite quotes of Dom's, like, I actually have a reel on my Instagram of him just saying that. Like, the carbons. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, the carbons that you're measuring on the breath acetone are coming directly from your fat. (laughs) And he's like, you're at your highest rate of fat burning, like essentially when you're, you know, you're in ketosis. So yeah, I think it's, it's just such a cool thing to be able to like breathe your fat and like measure it, you know? That's so cool.
0: I have three thoughts. (laughs) Hi friends, I'm about to tell you how to get an exclusive discount on one of my favorite products for truly upgrading your health on a cellular level. So the new year is upon us and it's often a time where people are really trying to instill new habits and really upgrade their health. There's something I have been using for years, not just at the new year, literally every single day of my life. I am not making that up. Even when I travel, I have a way to address it then, which I will tell you about And it's something that is so easy and feels amazing. That is red light and near infrared therapy. Okay, so friends, you could go somewhere and pay a lot of money to do red light near infrared therapy sessions, or you could just bring it to your home and use it every single day. That's what I do. I've been using Juve red and near infrared light therapy devices for so long. There are so many clinically proven benefits of red light therapy that includes improving your skin. Yes, you really will notice it faster muscle recovery, reduced pain and inflammation, One of my good friends who is a doctor uses these devices on his, shall we say, manhood for benefits there. Yes, it can help in that department as well. I honestly could not imagine my life without Juve. You will just feel so good using these devices. People also post all the time in our Facebook group of their pets gravitating towards the Juve because intuitively they just know that it's good for them. The reason Juve can address so many things related to health is because it actually affects our cells on the mitochondrial level. Basically, it makes those cells perform better. And when those cells are performing better, everything just works better. That's why, yes, Juve can help with your energy as well. I've been recommending Juve specifically for years because the quality of their devices to get an exclusive discount on your order. Pick up Juve today. Some exclusions apply. I really hope you guys can experience Juve. It really is one of my favorite things. And we'll put all this information in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. One, one's just a really quick tangent. Somebody commented something on my Instagram the other day, and it is haunting me. Haunting me relates to Dom. They said they found me through Dom's podcast, which I'm like, did he mention like us or me on his show? Yeah, maybe he did. So I comped it back. I was like, oh, when Dom was on my podcast, question mark, but the person never answered. But I don't think they would mean that because how would they find, well, they could have. But yeah, he launched a new podcast. So he probably mentioned you or something. I'm going to have to go listen to every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Find it. Yeah. You're like DMing him like, hey, did you talk about me (laughs) Did you mention me? Well, I tagged him in the comment when I commented back, but yeah, the comment actually wasn't very supportive, but that's fine. Um. (laughs) Turn that ship around.
1: Now I want to know what it
0: was. It said I was too skinny.
1: (laughs) Oh, and they also found you through Dom's podcast?
0: And they found me through Dom's podcast, but I'm too skinny. (laughs) Thanks for telling. Thanks for seeking me out and telling me that. Um so the things we deal with. I would love to try it because I wonder if I get into ketosis at all. I don't know if I do. You're
1: like one of the first people I'm sending it to. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I've been waiting to send it to you for so long and I knew Like for like, I don't know, a year and a half ago, I was like, I'm going to send you the second generation when it's out because I knew that it would be more practical for the intraday use for you because you're not, I know you don't, you were not doing like strict keto. If you were, then you could use it at any time, but yeah.
0: That was one of the, I think that was one of our first conversations like way back in the day. Yeah, probably. You were like, I want to send it to you, but I want to wait for the next one. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. This is exciting. I, I really do wonder, though. I think that'll be really interesting to share with listeners because, as listeners know, I, I eat like pounds and pounds of fruit every night. So, what's your morning blood glucose? I'm just curious. It's usually well, I, I always do get like a dawn effect, but but typically, what I've seen on the CGM when I wake up, depending on when I look at the CGM and the dawn effect and everything, the dawn effect will actually make it go to like 115 or something for a spike and then it'll be like 90s and then it and then it goes down all day like 80s after i do cryo then it really starts going down so in the evening so like when i really feel like i'm like in my zone fasting it's usually in the 80s it used to be in the 70s but now it's pretty usually in the 80s and then when i eat especially i noticed a huge difference when i started taking my berberine i like i said i was not expecting it to have that profound of a difference but now when I eat, even with my meal that will have, you know, probably 150 or 200 grams of carbs from fruit maybe, it doesn't usually go above 120. And then it comes back down and then it, yeah, keeps keeps going down. The worst blood sugar regulation is really in, that, in the morning period up until afternoon.
1: That's interesting because you wear CGM so you can tell that it is the dawn effect. It's not like something else because – I yeah, I mine was in the eighties the for the longest time. And then I just closed my eating window. I know it's doesn't apply to you because you eat late, but I I closed my eating window like around seven, seven thirty. And now it's in the seventies. Sometimes it's in the seventies, like low seventies every single day for months now. And that was like the main thing. So like flatline seventies? Yeah, it's always like low seventies but I don't know if I have a dawn effect I have to I have to put one of those Nutrisense <laughs> CGMs on I literally can't wait to postpartum to put put it on because that's when it's going to be super helpful for me like obviously not like you know the few weeks right after I give birth but you know postpartum when I'm ready to like focus on my metabolic health again and like focus on my fitness and and all that it's going to be such an amazing tool You know, and I think it could be such an amazing tool for anyone who, like, wants to focus on their fitness because, you know, I'm staying as fit as I can (laughs) while I'm pregnant. But, you know, I think postpartum, it
0: could be a really, really good tool for that when you're sort of getting back on track with things. I truly think if everybody, like, on the planet did just one round for two weeks, I think it would have a profound effect on people's life choices, I remember listening to, you probably heard this episode with Dr.
1: Peter Atios maybe it was a couple of years ago. And he was like, he was experimenting with one and he was just like talking about all the things that he was like, I can't believe this did it to me and this spiked my blood sugar and this, you know, and, and I was like, well, duh, that did, you know, but like, but there's things, there's always things that affect people differently. Like they've done studies where you know, they'll show one person's response to banana is crazy and another person's is like nothing. So those are things I want to learn. So I'm like, Hey, if I can have like, you know, like sort of an unripe green banana, <laughs> like I would love that. Like if it doesn't really affect my blood sugar, like there's so many things you can learn. And then there's always going to be things that surprise you where you're like, I never would have thought that that was doing it, but it was like some ingredient in your almond milk or something that, you know, that you just don't know is there.
0: Yeah. It's such an incredible tool. I love seeing how I react to alcohol and wine. That's always really interesting. I love seeing how I react to like, if I have either like in the moment with the alcohol and wine or like more, like drinking more earlier, like on a night I go out, how that affects it later. I did have a night the other night when I was wearing it where I did just eat all meat And it was like a flat line. I was like, oh, that is interesting. (laughs) I was like, maybe I should do like a round of (laughs) carnivore and just have flat lines all the time for a little bit just for fun.
1: That's when I was wearing it last time. And it was so funny because it was a flat line. And I was like, this is really like not giving me (laughs) any useful information right now because it's like always – it was always 80-something. It was like always 82, 83, 84, 85. And it, it, it's amazing though, because you learn that protein really is broken down over four or five hours, like, and that's one of the reasons it's so amazing for you. And it does improve your blood glucose, and it does improve your insulin, like, and you can see it in real time. But yeah, when I did it, I was carnivore, and I was like, "Gonna get the action here? <laughs> What's going on? Like, I'm always the same number." And I remember there were a couple people. Dr. Jamie Seaman, she was like laughing about my post. I said it was just like a flat line. So yeah, it was not that exciting, but I mean, I can only imagine what, you know, some people's look like if they're doing high carb or processed high carb, you know, all throughout the day or eating, starting off the day with some cereal and orange juice. (laughs) Like,
0: you know, you could learn so much. Two things. One, some people, I'd be curious. I bet some people on carnivore who are, Also, really, I could see how some people either on higher protein carnivore or given their exercise and stress, they might see, you know, I'd be curious, they might see spikes. That would be interesting. Totally.
1: Well, we got a question on, I did an interview with Dr. Don Lehman. He's like one of the most incredible protein scientists in the world and one of my favorite guests. What did he discover? He discovered, he discovered the leucine threshold.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Is really incredible and and a lot of other things like he mentored Dr. Gabriel Lyon. They came up with the muscle centric fitness concept, but his lab like came up with so many different things. You know, like the thirty grams of protein at a meal. You know, concept. That's him. That's all him. Out of his like so many things came out out of his lab. It's super interesting and he believes one of my favorite things is that the thermic effect of protein that like extra calorie burn we get from eating protein is because of the ATP being used for muscle protein synthesis. So <laughs> it's just yeah, he's just such an incredible scientist. Yeah, so woman one of our listeners wrote in and she said that her husband was getting like really crazy blood glucose spikes on carnivore and they're using a CGM to monitor and she's like he doesn't eat a single carb. Like why is his blood sugar going through the roof? And and Dr. Layman was like, I just, I, I don't know how to answer this one. Like, I honestly don't know. And I was like, it makes me think of Dr. Ted Naiman. He always says like fat can also cause diabetes, like too much fat. So was like, what if it's the fat? Like, what if he's eating really fatty cuts of meat, like just only ribeyes and like super high fat that that's what's causing it? Neither of us knew, but I was like be interesting, right? Like if it's the fat that could do it because your body's like at some kind of energy toxicity and then it's converting all the protein into glucose and then, you know, creating like this weird like after effect that could give
0: you diabetes. I don't know. Well, that's what the vegan community is really big on, how the saturated fat literally affects the insulin receptors on our cells negatively.
1: But it's so weird because we make saturated fat.
0: We make it, yes, but I guess when when we're inundated in it or if we take in too much. I mean, that's because I'm prepping right now, I think I said to interview Dr. Kahn, Dr. Joel Kahn. Yeah, that's right. That's right. On Friday, I'm listening to his interview on Rogan with Cresser, with Chris Cresser. So he has a chapter or a section in there. So I just read I was just reading about it. And he talks about how the saturated fat literally affects the insulin. Receptors and, and, and can make you insulin resistant, which, which I can completely see in the context of a carb diet. But in the context of no carbs, I mean, I guess what you just said, if your liver's producing more glucose from protein and then the, the fat is creating that with the receptors, I guess you could get in a state. I don't know. I'm not a, this is not my forte.
1: I really want to know from her if, and I'm going to follow up with her because she asked a question in our Facebook group for for my podcast, I really want to follow up and see like, what if he did like a lean protein carnivore? I wonder if it would change things because people always assume it's the high protein, but it could be the high protein plus the high fat. And it's just so interesting because Dr. Lehman was also saying like, there's so many studies done where the results that they get are just because people are just eating too many calories in general, like too much carb, too much fat. And then they're blaming like the protein levels, you know, whereas the proteins like helping improve your blood sugar <laughs> and insulin. It's it's the other stuff, right? Like it's it's the fuel macros.
0: So I mean, I just I'm like I said, really excited to interview Dr. Khan because I think I'm I'm such a good example of kind of I know I'm in of one. But I eat super, super high protein and animal protein, very high. I mean, higher than, higher than most people, definitely in my category. And then um, really, really high fruit. And I don't have these blood sugar issues. And my cholesterol's like plummeting. So it just makes you question things.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll be so – I'm definitely going to listen to that one.
0: I am excited. Oh, well, and for listeners, I don't think we even said what a CGM is. But if they're not familiar, it's a continuous glucose monitor. It's a sensor that you put onto your arm. It is painless to apply, I promise. And then it monitors your blood sugar via your interstitial fluid continuously for two weeks. We love NutriSense. You can get $30 off at NutriSense.io slash podcast. So Nutrisense, N-U-T-R-I-S-E-N-S-E dot C-O slash podcast. The coupon code is Podcast. That will get you $30 off. You do save money if you get a subscription. So if you think you're going to be doing it more long-term, we definitely recommend that route. Otherwise, do the two weeks. You also get a free month of nutritionist support. So you can actually chat with somebody in the app and they'll help you make sense of all the data. So... It's super cool. How can people learn more about your new Tone device?
1: Oh, thank you for asking. I actually am doing a launch for it with a very special launch discount. And you can go to ToneDevice.com and sign up for the list and you'll receive that launch discount when they are out. And you'll also find out when they're available to order. But yeah, it's going to be in a couple months. So it's uh, coming soon. I'm very excited.
0: I am so excited for you. I imagine how many molds have you made? They're very pricey, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and it's so funny because I literally have them like, like I'm in my office right now, and there's tone devices in our everywhere in our house. Like almost every drawer you open, there's a tone device.
0: It's like Easter. It's like Easter eggs. <laughs> I'm like, how is there one in the sock
1: drawer? There's one in here. There's one in Luca's drawer. Like. They just pop out everywhere and I, I don't want to, I don't know what to do with them. Like I label them, like which version they are and stuff, like almost, you know, just want to keep them all, put them in a glass case or something, <laughs> but like they are coming out of our ears here. <laughs> like, There's just so many, but yeah, it's, it's worth it. Cause yeah, I think the new version is going to be just so cool. And that's the most fun part for me. The last note I want to say on this is it's the most fun part for me is when people actually get them and they're using them and they're tagging me, you know, in their stories. And they're like, look at my ketones today. And like, I did a fasted workout and like, check this out. And as a community, it's like, I get to like, just interact so much with everyone. And you know, it, yeah, it's, the part I'm the most excited about so and I know I'm sure you feel that way too like when you get you know feedback from someone who's like saying like the berberine is like game changer or whatever like it just makes your whole like month like it just makes you so happy you're like this is why like I I enjoy doing this stuff it, it like it affects people in ways that make them happy and when they love the stuff that you create like it just makes you feel
0: like all warm and fuzzy <laughs> It's so fulfilling. I do the same thing with the supplement bottles. I I had a moment the other day because I've 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 embraced this new mantra and I say it in my head every night. Throw away something every day. So throw away every day. I'm trying to like very slowly just cleanse my physical space, like get rid of stuff. The thing I threw away the other day was I had like the first glass bottle from the supplement line, but it wasn't even labeled. It's literally just a glass bottle. And I was like, this has just got to go. Like, I don't need this. I don't need to keep this. But I want to, like, keep all the, like, all the bottles and everything. Yeah, I think it's special to keep it. Well, I, I threw it away, but um, <laughs> I, have, I have the ones with the labels still. Yeah, got to put them in a glass case. It was like when, when Scott sent me, like, just a glass bottle that we were going to use for the glass bottles. It was like that glass bottle. But I was like, I don't actually need this on my shelf.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense.
0: Awesome. I will. I'm just going to throw in one really quick link since we're like talking about all the things. I am launching my EMF blocking product line. So more information on that. We're starting with air tubes. Friends, please don't wear Bluetooth AirPods. I just shudder. I shudder. I shudder. But in any case, you can get more information for the launch special at MelanieAvalon.com slash EMF email list. So Melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list. Get on that for sure. Shall we answer some listener questions? I would love to. Okay, so I'm going to read two questions because they sort of go together. And these are both from Facebook. So the first one is from Nikki. She says, I like to do a couple 24-hour fasts per week. I usually break these fasts around dinner. The goal of the fasting is fat loss, but I do still want to preserve lean muscle. On the other days, I typically get around 115 to 130 grams of protein. Should I make sure I get 100 plus grams of protein on my two fasting days, even though I have an eating window of two to three hours on those days? It's difficult to get that much in a short window, and I'm not sure how beneficial it is in one sitting, Could or should I make up for it by increasing my protein intake on the other days? And then related to that is from Nancy. And she said, how can I possibly get 120 grams of protein daily when I typically fast 24? So she's doing something sort of similar. They're both struggling to get all the protein. What are your thoughts, Vanessa?
1: I love both these questions. And for me, I need to answer them separately because it's kind of too... Two different things, but they're kind of fun, especially to Nancy's <laughs> creative ways to get the protein in. I'm, I'm all about that. So in terms of Nikki's question, it's such a great question. So the goal is fat loss, but wanting to make sure you preserve your lean muscle, which is key for your metabolism and maintaining as much lean body mass as possible for your body recomp. I wouldn't be concerned about only getting like you're saying on the other days that you are, you're getting 115 to 130 grams. I wouldn't be too concerned with getting over 100 grams of protein on your two fasting days. I don't think it's that necessary. I think you just focus on getting it on your eating days. You know to get that 115 to 130. It's definitely like that one sort of one gram of protein per pound of body weight. I think. Is great when you're doing body recomposition. But if you are also doing fat loss and you're practicing fasting, you know, that's how you're sort of also ramping up the fat loss is through, you know, that caloric control. And so I don't think that you need as much if you're fasting. You're probably getting into some light ketosis and ketones have, you know, a muscle sparing effect. So I wouldn't worry about having to hit 100 grams of protein each day. That might just make you uncomfortable trying to do it with less meals. So that's kind of like my opinion on the first one. As far as Nancy's, it's, you know, how can I possibly get 120 grams of protein daily when you are fasting 24? So you're doing one meal a day. So I have two different kind of diverging thoughts on this. The first is, do you necessarily need to get 120 grams of protein? I would question that first, and I don't have all the information on why you're consuming that much and what your goals are. But say you're doing 120 grams of protein because you're targeting around one gram of protein per pound of body weight or ideal body weight, and you want to get the optimal amount of protein in to preserve You're muscle mass while doing body recomposition. I would say target, you know, as much protein as possible till you're getting those satiety effects. You know, you need at least 30 grams of protein per meal. And I don't know if you are able to, but if you're able to have two meals in that four-hour eating window, if you're having like, say, either a, a dinner and then waiting a couple hours and having a protein shake, you can definitely fit in a couple of meals and you can definitely get at least 30 grams of protein at each of those meals, which will mean you'll get at least three grams of leucine as long as you're doing high quality protein. If you're doing plant-based protein, you probably need a little bit more, like 35 grams as a target. But if you're getting at least three grams of leucine at two meals in your eating window, then you're going to be more than fine in terms of preserving your your lean mass and your muscle. And I know that having a four hour eating window doesn't give you that many meal opportunities, but I would definitely try to break it up in that four hours so you have at least two opportunities where you are triggering muscle protein synthesis as opposed to just one meal where you're having like 100 to 120 grams of protein. Now, the other thing is I myself tend to do a similar eating window. I change it up. You know, sometimes I'm doing breakfast early, early in the day. I was just doing that for the past week. And then I'll have a dinner about nine to 10 hours later. So I go back in the fasted state. But I have come up with so many different creative ways to get in as much protein as possible. So I kind of have turned like different aspects of the meal into protein Opportunities. So I have, you know, the main proteins that I have at my meal, whether that's like chicken or beef or fish. But then I use non fat yogurt to make a lot of sauces. So there's so many amazing sauces you can make with yogurt. You can make tzatziki, you know, if you're doing like kebabs or if you're doing like a yogurt marinade. Like I make salad dressings with it that I'll have with my protein and with some salad. So like honey mustard is super easy to make with some yogurt in there. Sometimes I'll make like a tuna salad and I'll use high protein yogurt, which is like lower fat yogurt instead of mayo. And I also do a couple other things. I make protein bread. So I make this three to four times a week and I make a couple of loaves of protein bread and it's a bread... You may have heard of... Is it cloud bread? Yeah. So it's it's often called cloud bread. The version that I make is Maria Emmerich's recipe. And it's like liquid egg whites and powdered egg whites and blended together in a stand mixer. And then you put it in the oven for about 30 to 40 minutes. And it's delicious. Like it's like the protein wonder bread. I use it in so many different meals. Like I uh, make sandwiches with it. Sometimes I'll do like... A tortilla soup or like tomato soup and I'll use the bread to like dip in it. I'll make like protein churros with it with like sweetened yogurt. There's just so many amazing things that you can do with it. And of course toast like with eggs and and all that or just like for breakfast I'll have like you know the protein bread and then cream cheese with lox, like tomatoes and capers. It's like a lox bagel. Like there's just so many things that you can do with it. And so that's another way that, you know, you're getting more protein in. And then there's the sweet sort of like dessert options. You can make a protein shake using, I like to use whey protein or egg protein. And I usually do that either a couple hours after my dinner, or sometimes it's like closer to dinner if I haven't had as much protein with the dinner. But I do almond milk, frozen berries, ice, and whey protein and blend it up and it tastes absolutely amazing. So I'm kind of hitting the protein at like every step of the way and like every aspect of the meal has some protein in it. And you know, sometimes I think at first when you're starting to prioritize protein more, it seems overwhelming like how can I get this many grams of protein in one day? But when you start using, you know, these different yogurts, different like you know, protein bread, like different things to like incorporate into the meal. It sort of seamlessly becomes like a lifestyle over time. And then you're like, gosh, my meals are just so incredibly satiating, so satisfying. The biggest issue I have is I get so full. It's hard for me to sometimes have like another meal because I just, there's every component of my meal is, is protein related. So the first part of it, Answer was like, do you necessarily need to get 120 grams? But if you want to, there's a lot of creative ways. And even not 120 grams, like hitting around 100, you can easily do it if you're, you know, getting a bit creative. What do you think, Melanie?
0: That was so helpful. Hi, friends. I'm about to tell you how to get three pounds of organic chicken thighs, two pounds of grass fed, grass finished ground beef or one pound of premium grass-fed, grass-finished steak tips, all for free, plus $20 off. That's right. We're talking pounds of meat for free, plus $20 off. Friends, I love meat and seafood. My favorite way to get it is ButcherBox. It has been for years, and it's one of those things where I just sort of become more and more obsessed the more I use it, especially with all the greenwashing that's going on today with meat and seafood. There's a lack of transparency. It can be hard to know what you're actually getting, and it can be expensive. ButcherBox addresses all of that. to choose your free offer and get that $20 off. ButcherBox.com slash podcast with code IFpodcast. I will put all this information in the show notes. Thank you so much. That was so impressive. That was like so many great suggestions because I eat like the same thing every single night, so I'm not much help. So it's <laughs> really helpful to hear like all of these options. Thank you. I'm like banking you from the listeners. Thank you. Some of the thoughts I had... So really interesting. I was really really curious what you're going to say about the 100 grams of protein, especially because I'm reading, you know, Dr. Gabrielle Lyons' book right now, and she's very adamant about 100 grams every day. I'm like, oh, it seems very important. So you you diverge a little bit in your thinking on that. Well, because if you're if you're not doing time
1: restricted eating, you're not getting into any kind of like ketosis. But I know our listeners are mostly practicing intermittent fasting or fasting. As Nikki was saying, she's doing fasting. So because she's doing fasting of 24 hours twice a week, she's definitely getting into ketosis. So she doesn't have to worry about getting that same amount of protein on those days because the ketones are providing that muscle protective aspect. But if she wasn't fasting... You know, and you are trying to optimize like muscle growth, muscle gains, you want to get as many opportunities in the day to trigger muscle protein synthesis. And for most people, that's three meals a day, 30 grams at each meal. I know that's what Gabrielle recommends. And that's like 90 grams to 100 grams of protein a day. And that's a great target, I think, for the average person who tends to eat three square meals. But for people who do fasting, you know, it's a little bit different. And especially with, two 24-hour fast, you're definitely getting into ketosis and those ketones will help protect
0: your muscle. I can't wait to talk to her about it when I interview her because she didn't, I don't think, because I'm almost done with the book and I don't think she has said anywhere, I could be wrong, I don't think she said anywhere that fasting would indicate that maybe you could have less protein. Interestingly, she does say there are studies on exercise and maybe like creating a um, a muscle preserving effect. So it's kind of like the what you just said, but it's like on the exercise front. Right, right. Yeah, because you're sending a signal with resistance training to reserve. Because I read that and I was like, oh, that's kind of like with fasting where we're like upregulating, you know, human growth hormone and we're like creating this state where the muscles are basically primed. That's what she said. It was something about how, and I'd have to find the exact quote, but it was something about how when the muscles are really primed from exercise, then they can you know, soak up those amino acids really, really well. I'm using very casual terminology, but basically you might not need quite as much because it's so efficient at grabbing what's there. And I feel like that's a similar situation that's created from fasting.
1: Yes. And for people who are over the age of 40 and really concerned about keeping as much of that lean mass as possible, I definitely recommend doing that kind of exercise resistance training when you're fasting. Cause you, you want to send that signal, like we need these muscles, we need to hold on to them and not catabolize them. And then when you break your fast, you know, of course, make sure that that meal has like all the protein in it. But I think that we are really integrating a lot of these concepts well. I can see from like your community, this community, my community and others that people are really like getting this information, putting it into practice, noticing huge amelioration or difference in their their body composition. And, you know, it's relatively like recent that we've really started talking about protein, really focusing in on it, unless you've been in like the bodybuilding world for, you know, years, uh, then you, you probably know some of these concepts a little bit more, but I really feel like this information has kind of been in that space, like the physique competitors, the bodybuilders or the science labs. And now it's reaching like so many people, thanks to advocates like Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. And I just love getting questions like this. It's like, yes, like we know how much protein to get and we know how important it is. And we just want to know like the best way to do it. I know. I
0: I love it so much. My suggestion that I'll add to your, because you gave so many incredible suggestions about what to add. So the thing I'll give as a piece of advice is maybe focusing on what not to have. And, And what I mean by that is really leading with protein rather than having you know a super high fat, high protein meal, because that might really fill you up. So like for me, when I eat, and again, I eat very similarly. It's always just really, really high amounts of animal protein, like fish, chicken, steak. And I eat a lot of cucumbers and fruit. So I'm not I'm not prescribing that because I know it's super weird and it's like what I love. I, I basically lead with protein. And so my hunger is being initially addressed with protein rather than with fat, per se. And even with the carbs, I don't eat those. I eat those as like my dessert. So maybe not letting you know, focusing on the protein and not adding a lot that might prematurely increase your satiety. That would be my suggestion.
1: Yeah, that's great. I think that's what Ori Hoffelmaker always says too, right?
0: Oh, does, oh yeah. We have to try to get him back on this show. We should have him and, and Dom and all the people. Both of those would be so much fun. But Ori would be like a dream Okay, I'm gonna reach out to Ori. I'm writing that down right now. Ori. O R I. And I have the and I have the thing I can use as like the, the moment. Remember how I said his his nephew is like my sister's. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and what about protein powders? Like, so when people have your upcoming protein powder coming out, how much protein will that add for them?
1: Yeah. So what's what's amazing about it? When Scott and I have talked a little bit about the formulation, but. Because we've we've optimized it based on the science of leucine and muscle protein synthesis, you only need one scoop, which is about 15 grams of protein. But because we've added in the leucine, you'll still trigger muscle protein synthesis. But without having to take these giant scoops of protein, which, as you were just saying, with regards to fullness, can make people feel super full or bloated, if it's not a high quality protein, if it's, you know, whey protein concentrate or different blends, whey protein isolate, you know, moderate amount. I only take one small scoop and it's great because I can have that an hour or two after dinner and I'm still not going to bed, like feeling super full. Like I, I would never even think of doing that if I was using, you know, a traditional protein powder where you have to have these like mega scoops, you know, (laughs) you just be digesting that for so long. And it wouldn't, I don't think it would be comfortable to go to bed with a full stomach like that.
0: I love going to bed with a full stomach.
1: I mean, like overly full, you know, like when you're
0: just like, no, true. Yeah. How can people get on the list so they don't miss your launch special for that? Yes. The other, other Tone,
1: <laughs> toneprotein.com. You can sign up to get that launch discount and be the first to know when it's out. It's going to be the biggest discount ever offered on on Tone Protein and it'll be out in a couple of months. So you can stay tuned on it and just sign up with your name and email
0: at toneprotein.com. But thank you for asking me. Oh, of course. And, and that just made me think really quick. Speaking of the naming thing, because I have Avalon X supplements and with my EMF line, I was like, do I use the same lo- name? Like What do I do? It's like a whole thing, you know, like, it's like a big decision. I'm keeping it. I basically have Avalon X supplements and then my Avalon X, I have like Avalon X powered by MD logic for the supplements and Avalon X powered by SYB for my EMF line. But it was a big moment decision. Did you have that moment decision of calling it the same thing?
1: I felt like it just made sense from the beginning because tone, I created it because ketones and wanting to get toned, and for me, like the tone Lux just made sense because it's like somehow related, you know, it's related to the mitochondria. But tone protein was like I always wanted to call it that because like you're getting toned and you know, it all connects back to that. But I think I think it's great to have like one consistent brand like across different different things. So I'm I'm glad you're keeping Avalon X. I think it's such a great name. Love it.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been so fun. Great palindrome episode 333. For listeners, if you would like to submit your own questions for this show, you can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there. Or you can ask in my Facebook group, IF Biohackers, intermittent fasting plus real foods plus life. And you can follow us on Instagram. We are IFPodcast. I am Melanie Avalon. Vanessa is ketogenic girl. I think that's all the things. So yeah, this has been super fun. Anything from you before we go? I had so much
1: fun and I'm I'm super excited to record the next one with you. Me too.
0: I will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember, everything we discussed on this show does not constitute medical advice and no patient-doctor relationship is formed. If you enjoyed the show, please consider writing a review on iTunes. We couldn't do this without our amazing team. Administration by Sharon Merriman. Editing by Podcast Doctors. Show notes and artwork by Brianna Joyner. Transcripts by Speech Docs. And original theme composed by Leland Cox and recomposed by Steve Saunders. See you next week.